Welcome to the second episode of Uprooted, a podcast about immigration stories and the people who ventured away from their homelands. Today's episode is about Natalie's dad, Juan Jose, who immigrated from Cuba in 1980 during El Mariel. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to the second episode of Uprooted. So it's Natalie and Hazel back again for the second episode. Yeah, we're back. Yay. <laughs> we stuck with it more than one episode. <laughs> I know. Okay, so today I guess I'll be sharing my story about my parents. I know, I'm excited. I've never heard this story. Never? I know nothing. I just know your parents are from Cuba. That's it? <laughs> That's, That's all, all we've ever talked about? That's all you've ever talked about. Such a shame. I mean, we had more important things to talk about, like, you know, our favorite bands. Right, music. Chatting online. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was the year 1959 or something like that, mm-hmm. where the Communist Party, they took over the government. And I guess the conditions in Cuba started to deteriorate. And my grandmother and my grandfather um, started applying for their visas to leave the U- Cuba and to okay. come to the U.S. Wow. Was even like since then, like pretty much right away, right? Yeah, it was right away. <clears throat> um, because apparently they um, started taking over people's businesses. So it was like the government was claiming those businesses as theirs. Like they were running the business kind of thing. Yeah, like they would... For example, take over like a shop or something, and then the person that previously owned it would be placed as an employee, just mm-hmm. a regular employee. And then instead, it would be like a military person who came to like be the you know manager mm-hmm. and tell people what to do. So it was kind of like crappy and yeah, know. it was taking people's businesses away. That's their yeah their income. And then there was like a lot of other things that happened where. Um, the country was divided because some people were pro the movement, some mm-hmm. people weren't, and it became kind of like a military state where you're supposed to turn people in, mm-hmm. and yeah, like a lot of people were fusilado. I don't know what the English like tortured, not tortured, but like at like in some period, if you were caught like not for the the communist mm-hmm. party, there was a firing squad, so you'd go to jail and then they'd like tell you like you're guilty of treason and then they'd kill you. Okay. So they would kill you, like, in front of the people or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, like, that was, like, they killed, like, I don't know, like, 50,000 Cubans. Wow. Like that, in that way. Oh, so in 1960, then, uh, my grandfather and my grandmother applied for all of them to leave. Mm-hmm. In 1960, my dad was, like, I think he was, like, 11 or... They didn't get approval to leave until 1963. And at that point, um... Okay, so he got approval to leave in 1963... Um, but at that time, he was 13. So the government said, like, oh, you do have permission to leave. However, because you're 13, um, you've been enlisted in, like, the military line. Mm-hmm. So when you turn 16, you have to join the military. So now you can't leave. So it was, like, my dad was explaining to me that that was, like, something that the government did to try to rip away families from, like, their like kids from mm-hmm. their parents. Because, like, you're saying, like, now you've been summoned to be part of the military, so you can't leave and... So if he would have been 12, he would have been okay. 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 Yeah. And um, the same thing happened to my two aunts. That's my dad and my, the two aunts. Mm -hmm. And so they basically told them that they can't leave either. My dad's the youngest. Mm -hmm. So your aunts would also 
Why couldn't they leave? Um, one of my aunts, I think, was like over 18. Mm-hmm. And so she was, she was married and so she was considered like independent. Mm-hmm. So she didn't get the visa. So anyway, so then my grandparents left and they left <clears throat> their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they came here to Miami? Or where did they leave to? I think they came to either Miami or New York. Okay. I'm not sure about and that. And this is your dad's parents? This is my dad's okay. parents. Yeah. My mama and my little baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then my dad was like a 13-year-old boy who was left like with his two sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, they didn't take away their house. Like they still had the house that they were like all living in. But now it was like shared among these three people. Yeah. Three kids. <laughs> <laughs> three kids, yeah. basically. Yeah. Oh. So my dad had to like find ways to make ends meet and... Um, when he was 16, that's when he got his letter, like, hey, now you have to go report and go to the military. He, instead of, like, reporting to the army, because he didn't want to be part of that, he was like, no, I'm running away. And you know mm-hmm. where he ran away to? Where? To Managua. Really? Yeah. No <laughs> but I was like, Nicaragua? He's like, no, no, there's like a... Oh, yeah, Cuba, there's a Managua, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't know. I was like, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, I just heard a story about Managua yeah, not cool. too long ago. <laughs> Yeah, so he um, he escaped, like he fled. Mm-hmm. And where where did he live? In La Habana. La Habana, okay. Yeah, they had a house in La Habana. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he escaped and he, like he told me who he stayed with. He stayed with like friends of his that were like friends of the family. Like they're, like it was like people like his parents' age um, that took him in. And, mm-hmm. um, like the military would never think of looking for him there because it's yeah, not like they, they were family, mm-hmm. they were just friends. Um, so he like stayed there and he at like at that point he was like I have to escape I have to go to the US so he tried but he didn't he wasn't able to and when when you say he tried to go to the US what does that mean for a Cuban and a communist like he tried to find a fisherman or something that like had a boat Mm -hmm. and pay them to like say like hey can you take me to Keys Mm -hmm. to Florida Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, something happened to the boat that he like so he found someone to do it mm-hmm. um, but their boat like broke down mm-hmm. so he was like sorry you know I can't do it yeah um, then he tried again the next year he had another fr- he had found like a guy that was stranded on the island um, because he was Greek and mm-hmm. he was like yeah I'm like trying to leave to go to Florida or whatever um, and I don't have any restrictions but like I can't fly you know, like, I can leave in any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, I know a guy, and, like, let's go, let's let's leave. You know, we'll mm-hmm. pay him. Yeah. And my dad said that that story is a mystery to him because he went to the marina, and the guy was supposed to pick him up, and the guy never showed up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we were just there, like, a couple of dumb boys hanging out at the dock. Mm-hmm. and Waiting he, for this guy. Yeah, and he's like, some people were, like, looking at us weird because we were just, like, hanging out there and we had like a book bag yeah and then like nothing he never came so he was like what a bummer yeah yeah okay so this is like second attempt <clears throat> trying yeah. to leave yeah didn't work out again he's 17 at that point okay so then the next year um him and a couple of friends and there was like maybe five of them they built a raft mm-hmm. and they like one of them is my aunt's husband like he was my mom my aunt's husband at mm-hmm. the time so they decided to build a raft and like go on it together. 
and they were escaping from Managua. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they all built the raft together. They all built it okay. together. And as they were leaving, they were caught by the National Guard at that mm-hmm. time. Um, and he's like, well, we didn't go very far. Like we, pa- we passed like this little like channel and then that's when they found us and Damn. he got arrested. And yeah. how long was he, like, so, what happened after he was arrested? So he was sentenced to 12 years, mm-hmm. um, of which he served five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which he was 18 and he got out at 23. Okay. Did he talk to you about his time? Yeah. He's always talked to me about his time. <laughs> Since we were little, like, I know some facts about it. I know, like, stories that have happened mm-hmm. to him. And, you know, I always get, like, the whole machista perspective because he's like, I was the toughest guy and nobody ever messed with me. <laughs> and he's like, uh, um, he was like, I, you know, they deemed me like a responsible, respectable guy. Mm-hmm. And I got promoted to like the kitchen cook. And I was like running the line and I had to beat some people up because they always tried to pressure me to give them more food. And I was fair <laughs> and I, you know, like whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, wow. He's like, I got into a fight with a guy with a machete once. <laughs> like, what? How did he have a machete? <laughs> I don't know. Because like, you know, they... So it wasn't like a prison, it was like a concentration camp. Okay. So it was like they they lived in a camp where they did like mm-hmm. labor, mm-hmm. which, you know, was it sucked. And were they fed regularly or was were they sometimes left so without food? Food they, was scarce. Uh-huh. So that's why like he was really lucky that he was like the cook. Um, but at that position, you have to be fair because if you give like someone more food yeah, than like make some, enemies. Yeah. Yeah. And they're hungry. Like, he's like, it, like, by no means was enough to, like, we were skinny as hell and, like, malnutritioned and, you know, but it was, like, hot and stuff. It's not like they were, like, in freezing conditions. Yeah. So, I mean, they were, like, better off in that sense. And was he with all, all his friends that he built the rap with and was trying to escape with or what happened to them? Yeah, so they all got separated because there was, like, three concentration camps and mm-hmm. he's, like, they were full of political prisoners. Mm. Like, he's, like, if you, and I, this is true, like, 90% of my dad's friends when we were, like, growing up were, like, somehow political prisoners mm-hmm. at some point in their life for, yeah. like, a year or, like, you know, and my dad was, like, dude, five years, that was wow. pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. And he met his best friend there. Mm-hmm. This, like, this blonde guy that used to be like he used to make fun like we were so close mm-hmm. um with the family that they like lived in miami too when my dad got out they got out around the same time and he was blonde with blue eyes and he used to joke like i'm my, i'm your real dad <laughs> that's not your real dad i'm yeah. your real dad yeah for the listeners natalie has beautiful green eyes oh my god <laughs> Thanks, <Dave>. and <laughs> lovely brown hair yeah. And your dad does not. <laughs> yeah, my dad does not. He has like. But you look just like your mom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely my mom's. But yeah, so. So he got out. He was 23. He was 23 when he got yeah. out. And could his family go see him, or he like nobody was allowed to see? Did they know what happened to him? So, there was a year that they let the people visit. Um, visit Cuba mm-hmm. like they let, like it was like a like a year or so time period where mm-hmm. they like started letting um, people that had fled Cuba come back in because they okay. put a they put a ban on that right and they didn't let anyone in especially if you were a Cuban because mm-hmm. you would be held there forever like yeah. indefinitely um, but yeah they, um, they went to visit and at that time my my oldest aunt got the approval to leave so she left mm-hmm. 
that's the one that like the husband was also one of the people that built the raft. Okay. So they they left, and so it was just my dad at that time and his other sister and living in this house. Um, and did he know your mom during this? Had he met your mom yet or? Um, not yet. So he, not yet. he got out when he was 23 and then I think he had to serve like the years in the military. I think that's why they let him out after five years. So they're like, do your military time and we'll let you like free. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did the military for another three years. And then, so when he was 26, he was out of that for good. Okay. And then he said like, after he got out, like the police officers and stuff, they, they left him alone. It's like, you know, it's like a small island. So people kind of like know like about each other and yeah. stuff. So they said that they let him alone because he already did his time and he was in the military, so they didn't bug him anymore. You know? Yeah. So at that time, he met my mom when he was out. And he's like, I worked in a factory and I worked in this and that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he met my mom. Okay, so <clears throat> my mom and him got married and they stayed in this room uh, with my aunt. Because, mm-hmm. like, you don't, you know... You don't rent houses or like buy yeah. a place. You you yeah, kind of are assigned the house and yeah. to make things easier, they just left people where they were. <clears throat> so he stayed in this place with my aunt, and then they divided the house in two. <laughs> kind of like familiar. we did. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, after your dad. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah. History repeats itself. It's cool though. Yeah, it's really cool. He's like, we fixed it up as best as we could to have a kid in it and like basically like leave, they live there you know mm-hmm. dandy just like fine Yeah. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> in 1980, that's when the whole Mariel thing happened. Mm-hmm. That's like what we know from like the history of Cuba. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know anything about that? No. Nothing. No. Have you? I've just heard the name in Mariel. So apparently, Castro got like mad that like so many Cubans were like claiming that they wanted to leave or whatever. So he left. He let whoever wanted to go go Mm -hmm. but in addition to getting out like the normal people who wanted to leave he also like emptied out his prisons Mm -hmm. like the bad prisons Mm -hmm. not like the political prisons like the criminals the criminals Mm -hmm. and so my dad was saying that in the boat (laughs) that he had it's like one-third normal people and then two-thirds like criminals from like that are murderers and like thieves and stuff yeah which is why like I guess Florida got pissed at, I mean, the U.S. got pissed at Cuba because they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you've You're just are sending like, us all our, all your criminals. All your criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So what year was that that they left? 1980. 1980, okay. And he left in a ship called My Girl. Hmm. I was like, that's cute. <laughs> it was him, my mom, and, and um, his daughter. Okay. And then he came... To Miami. He came to Miami. I don't know the history all that well. I know that like he had family in in New York, so he went over there for a bit. 
he um, started a business in California. Like, he knew, like, some connections there and started nice. a business. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, they came to Miami. There's um, a lot of things that happened over there, but... Mm-hmm. You don't have to get into that. No, I won't get into that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when he came to Miami, what was it like for him? Like, where exactly in Miami? Do you know? Yeah. Once he got settled. So you know how, like, Miami was known, like, the cocaine cowboys, there was, like, drugs mm-hmm. and all that stuff happening in the yeah. 80s? So my dad's best friend at the time was this, you know, like, Cuban guy that mm-hmm. he came over with, right? And he got tied up in, like, the whole drug dealing business. Not my dad, mm-hmm. this guy. But my dad has always been, like, oh, my God, my dad is so annoying when it comes to, <laughs> like, drugs and... You know, like, I, I used to think of my dad as, like, the most conservative of the conservative, of the mm-hmm. Cubans, you know? He's, he's since liberalized a little okay. bit. <laughs> but he's, like, you know, I, you say no to drugs, you know, like, I used to have friends that smoked weed, and they're so dumb. And, like, it just, it's a gateway drug. He used to tell me that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was just, like, anti-drugs, and always was. He's, like, I'm the guy at the party that, like, I'm no shame. I'll turn down like the drugs, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're a cool guy." I'm like, oh, I don't think that's how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> but that's funny. That's like, did you ever watch Freaks and Geeks? Yeah. <laughs> when um, he's like, he was like Millie. <laughs> yeah, he was like Millie. It's like Jesus loves you. Yeah. He doesn't want to see you drunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, funny. Yeah. But it was cute because. He was actually a very good example on, like, the kid, on mm-hmm. his kids, you know? Like, we never did any of that yeah. stuff. And then when he came to Miami, were his parents still in New York? Did they come down? Oh, no, they reunited, me? like, at once. Okay. Um, and, you know, like, my family, it's funny because whenever they've traveled and lived, like, in New York or California or here, they, um, they've always traveled together. Mm-hmm. Like, one way or another. They, like, either, like, went a few months later or mm-hmm. whatever. That's nice. Yeah. And my dad and my and his mom are really close, so that's cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my grandma was awesome. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. So he had this best friend who like was into like the drug thing, and one night he was murdered by mm. like what the, the cartel. Yeah. My dad says it's that black widow lady. Mm-hmm. But you don't think you're not so sure? No, I mean maybe I don't know. He definitely got murdered. Like, Damn. even my mom when she like when my dad tells stories, sometimes I'm like, Mom, did that happen? She's like, Yeah, that happened. Mm. Like apparently the guy was like, he went to my dad. He was like my dad's neighbor, mm-hmm. and he like knocked on the door and was like, Hey Juan, I'm you know I'm gonna go talk to these people and tonight they might. And then he like did that you know across he the said neck that? thing. Whoa. Yeah, and my dad was like you know, what, do you want me to go with you? At the time, though, my dad was, like, you know, he was my best friend, but he was really deteriorating because he was, like, on drugs all the time. And he, like, had noticed that things had gotten weird with him, you know? Imagine if your dad would have gone or, like, because, I mean, they're best friends, you know? We might have been, like, oh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go and support you. (gasps) He offered, he was, like... He's like, do you want me to go with you? You know? He's probably like, please say no, please say no. (laughs) He was, actually. He told me, he's like... He's like, I was going to go, but the minute he was like, ah, no say, you know, it's better for you to stay. Here. When someone says, it. like, I might die tonight, I'm be like, why are you why going? Why are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was, I, I guess in the back of, he, you know, first of all, he was like on coke, which, mm. you know, makes you like, 
mm-hmm. feel invincible. But, you know, maybe he thought that they wouldn't. Yeah. You know? So then the next day, that gets the news that... So, no, the night, he didn't, he didn't show up at night, and my dad got worried, because he was like, you know, he called his friend, and he's like, yo, you know, have you seen him? And he was like, um, no, 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 he went, you know, he, you know where he went. And my dad's like, yeah, I know, and he's not back, and I'm, like, scared something happened to him, bro. And he's like, no, you know him, he probably, like, picked up a girl, a lady, and, like, took her out, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know, man. So... Yeah, then they found his body, like, in, like, some homestead canal. What? Yeah, like, maybe, like, two days later. And then they never found any evidence or linking At that time, to... at that time, like, Cuban-Americans, Colombian-Americans were, like, found all over the place mm-hmm. in Miami. Like, you know, you, you know, you've heard of mm-hmm. that Miami the history. 80s. Yeah. They could never find, like, the person who did it. There was never, like, any... It was like it was impossible to track mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. It's intense. How did your dad take it? I mean, my dad at that out. time was terrified because he was like, you know, I've been with him at some of those meetings. Um, there was a couple of cops that like went to like ask my dad some questions, and then after that, he was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, so the, I think after that, they went to California. Mm, they wanted to get away. They wanted to get away, yeah. start fresh, and then I think that's when my dad was like, you know, he told. Um, my cousin Philip, which is, I don't know if you know, Micheli and mm-hmm. Joshua's dad. Yeah. Um, I grew up with them. So I think he told him, like, hey, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And they did. Ooh, what part of California? In, um, <coughs> oh, crap, I know the name of this. Hacienda? Or okay. something like that. I don't remember the, but I know it was like an age. Mm-hmm. And did he like living there? Did he like California? <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah there's like some like tragedies that happened there so mm. that's where like my my grandfather and my sister passed mm. so it was kind of like a hard time and they decided to come back to miami and yeah and then they were they were there for like five years okay And then when they came back, when they came back, mm-hmm. <coughs> they made little Natalie and little Alan. <laughs> but yeah, and Aileen, and Aileen <laughs> came much later. <laughs> yeah. And um, when your dad was coming, like on the boat over here, what what did he feel? What like what was going through his head? Um, well, while he was on the boat, <clears throat> my dad has always been, like, very, like, self-sacrificing. Mm-hmm. So he was always, like, on the boat, you know, it was, like, all the shade was for my daughter and, like, all the food that we got. Like, we had, like, little rations or whatever. It was all for her, so we were, like, really hungry. Um, he was nervous, but, like, at least he had a sense of, you know, like, his mom and dad were here, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, you can't get much worse in Cuba at that point. Yeah. So you're like, I can't wait to, you know, eat like a regular meal and yeah. Especially when you're 
like in the and then boat. he he was with his mom right I mean with your your mom my mom together they were on the boat yeah okay yeah and his sister your aunt and my aunt okay. yeah and her husband and her five kids okay. wow yeah and yeah her husband and five kids hmm. yep and does he talk about that time a lot like him coming over is there any topic that he doesn't like to talk about so my dad you have to understand my dad was like a huge like anti-castro anti-communism like all like we've heard this story so many times growing mm-hmm. up <laughs> you know like the whole like how castro's a you know un hijo de puta and mm-hmm. you know like he fucked everyone up and he like destroyed families and he killed many people and he's a murderer and he's a just a overall bad person yeah and um We've had debates, you know, because, of course, with, like, the whole Che Guevara as an icon here, you know, mm-hmm. had, like, I questioned him, like, why do you think he's a bad person when he did all this, like, good stuff, too? Like, he, you know, gave power to the poor people, and mm-hmm. he's, like, he's, like, dude, the, the ends don't justify the means. He, and he's always told me that, like, he's, like, you can't just, like, step over people and kill people for the sake of this beautiful like world that you think you can make mm-hmm. because a that's not a real beautiful world because there's a lot of suffering that you're creating and b like what if you're wrong like what if this ideology that you aspire to doesn't really exist which in my dad's like mind never existed and mm-hmm. will never exist and it's impossible and you know he's like communism cuts incentive you know like no one's better off like, my dad's like, you're fighting for something that's not worth it, and you're killing people and destroying people in the process. Like, what Like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So, um, when he got here, and he didn't have money right away or anything like that, like, he slowly built a normal life with, you know, like, money enough to support his family mm-hmm. and all that, and with, like, all of that, he always, you know, like, your dad who always had, like, family over and, like, brought them over and mm-hmm, stuff. Right. And, like, gave them a place to stay. My dad was like that. He was, like, sponsoring people to come, and he would, like, fi- fill out, like, the visas for them and stuff like that. So there's, like, a lot of people that I know from my dad's, like, like, they're not family. They're just, you know, friends or, like, kids of friends or something yeah, like but that. but they're, like, family because your dad helped them. and Yeah. Kind of and what did your dad do when he got here for work? They said he he started a couple businesses. Yeah, so immediately he he when he was in Miami he worked at a factory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like a um, if I'm not mistaken uh a rubber a rubber factory. Mm-hmm. And then my his uncle had a jewelry store in New York, so mm-hmm. they were like, come up and you can like you know you can run the store and you know work it and whatever. Yeah. So he did that for a bit, and then um, he had a connection with my mom's cousin, which I, this is like, I found this out recently, and I don't really know any history of it, but apparently through my mom's connection, he was able to open the business, because he was like able to buy a product from that cousin, which was like music from Mexico, Hmm. and to sell it here. (laughs) Yeah, it was like a weird, I was like, yeah, that doesn't happen to just anybody. So, yeah. Do you guys still have family in Cuba? Okay. So, recently, my mom has been able to get her family in from Cuba. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think that she has all of her siblings minus one over here. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and then their kids have slowly been coming over here. So I have a couple of cousins. Right now, we have a, my mom's side of, like, her nephews mm-hmm. and his wife and kids are living at my parents' house right now. Oh, Lehigh. Cool. In Lehigh, yeah. They're, like, sharing a house. Mm-hmm. It's it's fine because they're old now and all they have is Nailene and my yeah, brother. Yeah, so that's good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Distraction. Yeah. And have they ever said anything about going back to visit or... So they had, and my dad has always said he doesn't want to go back until like Castro falls. Mm -hmm. Castro's dead now, but communism is still like a thing Mm -hmm. over there. It's still a thing. And what about your mom? Does she want to go back? Yeah, but my mom is not political. Mm -hmm. She never was. She, you know, she understood the cause and, but she's, had it not been for my dad, she probably would have just been over there still. And she didn't really have like a need to leave. Yeah. She like she went to school. She was in the university. You know, my dad was like in the military and mm-hmm. in jail, so he didn't really have a formal education. Yeah. So your dad didn't finish like high school or the high school equivalent. Yeah, he didn't finish high school equivalent. But it's funny because he has like a GED and he like always studied. He like is a a nerd, like yeah. a super nerd. <laughs> <laughs> He's always like been into computers and engineering stuff and like he builds electric bicycles yeah you saw that so he's like the cuban elon musk kind of kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna go that far but yeah something like he's my hero awesome <laughs> yeah all right i think we're good okay so this is you know my story and hazel and i have finished our stories i don't know if we want to revisit topics in the future oh yeah uh, oh i did want to ask you one more thing is there anything that you learned or anything that after talking to your dad it changed your perspective on cuba on on your dad's story anything like that um kind of thing yeah you know the entire every single time i talk to my dad like (laughs) he Uh like he clarifies like this hazy area like you tell a story and you don't know the details he tells the details and i feel like i'm there Mm -hmm. like i'm watching it happen and unfold so yes um i i'm definitely not doing his story any justice Mm -hmm. you know like the pain that he must have felt like when his family like when his mom left Mm -hmm. versus him staying here alone as a 13 year old kid you know yeah and you know going to jail for five years yeah. sounds like oh you're going to jail whatever <laughs> it's like he went to jail for five years yeah. as a fucking kid sorry yeah. as a kid <laughs> and um and like the whole you know it was you have to like hustle to mm-hmm. to just like get the bare necessities you don't he didn't work for a lot of the time he would get like money doing like trading it's gonna hurt yeah or like sealing like this and then like trading it with someone who needs it and Mm -hmm. and it was like that was like his daily life Mm -hmm. you know like he also told me that in the concentration camps that he was staying at some of them like you could escape at nighttime and he'd like escape at night and then come back in the morning and (laughs) before they did roll call and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. It was just like he has like so many adventure stories and stuff that I'm yeah. like, it's cool. <laughs> but also, like, it sounds cool, but it was probably hard. Yeah. You know, like that lifestyle, I just can't imagine it. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about what it would be like if your parents had stayed in Cuba, if you were, would have been born there? 
men are not it's a scary it's a scary thought Mm -hmm. you know you know how you were telling me like you go to Nicaragua and you visit your family and you're like you can't believe that they live like that Mm -hmm. that's how I feel about the things that I've heard coming from Cuba Mm -hmm. like this is not from my dad's story this is from my friend's story she's like I went there and you know she's like I went there for my birthday Mm -hmm. and to visit my family and when I told them like, "Hey, it's my birthday," um, they were like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta make you a cake." Mm-hmm. So they talked to the neighbor, who the neighbor was able to like call like Fulanita because she's the one that has the flour, mm-hmm. and then to so get it's eggs. not like everybody has has those basic things like flour and eggs, yeah, and eggs butter. and milk uh-huh. and all that. And she's like, she had to go to the farm to like buy the eggs mm-hmm. and go to the store to get the milk. <laughs> it was just like she was like yeah. at the end of the day. Um, you're so tired, like, no one wants to fucking make the cake. Um, and I was just like, damn. Hmm. So, and do you think you'd ever want to go to Cuba? I do. Yeah. yeah. But not for, like, the touristy things. I'd like to see the land, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to see the real Cuba, not just yeah. the pretty beaches. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if that'll be, like, an enjoyable trip. It'll probably just be, like, a... I'm just here to see and experience it, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, I think... What do you think your dad would say? Like, if you tell him, oh, I'm going to Cuba. He's always told me that <clears throat> he wants to go visit all the places, like, the street that he lived on, mm-hmm. and, um, like, the concentration camps that he was in, mm-hmm. and things like that. I know, like, some of their names, like, Haruko is one, and Senea is another one. And he's like, yeah... Those were my home for like five years. Wow. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening to my story. And um, I'm really looking forward to the next ones and hearing other people's stories now that we shared ours. Mm -hmm. Be like, okay, we'll see you next time on Uprooted. (laughs) Uprooted.